and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode, of course, of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And ladies and gentlemen, we have one hell of a show for you today. Um, listen, folks, there is a breaking news. We got dance moves, crying Jim Ryan, going to regulators in the EU hoping that he could uh, put the kibosh on this deal. Uh, Samus Blackley, father of the Xbox, uh, is out there dropping bomb uh, after bomb regarding his opinion on what Stadia had to say when they first came on the scene. And he said something, well, I'm actually may, I may have to actually curse once on this show because if I say it won't be, if I don't say it the way he said it, it's not going to have the oomph that uh, that it made with me. We have a lot of topics. Uh, and uh, again, the panel's in front of you. Uh, we are currently without both, Pong, well, all three, Pong, Mav, and Boxenberger because of work. But Josh, N64 is here. Daniel McGee is here. Infinite Umbers here. Josh, we'll start first with you. First of all, Mr. TikTok yourself. Uh, you got something you're going to be announcing uh, that you were saying that you might be doing regarding Nintendo. Are you ready to talk about that, or should we get that on the back end of the show? Uh, let's get it on the back end. You know what I mean? Oh, like, okay. we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it on the back end. But I'm so glad to be here. You know, I'm I like put me in, coach. Pull me off the bench. Get me in. You know, <laughs> I'm no Boxenberger, but I'm gonna do my best to try to fill those shoes and stay Wolfenstein. All right. So yes, there we go. Yes, there yes. There go. you go. There you go. <laughs> now listen. You, listen. You do just fine. You can hold your own with any Boxenberger, <laughs> in my opinion. And of course. <laughs> We will get him back here next week. Uh, and uh, Daniel, you know, first of all, Daniel, I got to tell you, brother, not only am I happy that you're here, but my God, folks, if you are into long content, and what I mean by that is not 15 minute videos. I mean, videos that have a lot of meat that you have to sit there and gnaw on before you get to the bone. You got to check out. Daniel's latest video. I mean, holy shit, folks. I'm going to put it into the into the show notes. It's 43 minutes in length. It's about why Sony is actually killing themselves. And it is so well done. Daniel, what's up, brother? Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, that, that video has been performing pretty well. I actually just crossed uh, 500 subscribers, so I'm pretty happy about that. Nice. Excellent. Um, so I'm just on the climb. To up to 1k now uh which i i'm, I'm sure is going to take probably another year um but you know here's hoping <laughs> um but yeah i mean we've got a ton to talk about and i'm i'm glad to be here with you guys well we, we are certainly glad to have you uh shout out to bot the the boss mod lethal papa out there keeping the streets safe walking quietly and carrying a big band stick as he does not only on this channel but many others that he helps to make sure that these chats are friendly, fun, and packed with fans and not trolls. So shout out to you, brother. Infinite Umbra, we were, we're happy that you're here. We're happy that you are feeling better. Obviously, last week, not so much. How are you feeling now, brother, and what you been up to? Oh, I'm feeling much better, Boom. I'm glad to be back, I'm, you know, in great company. Uh, yeah, I was down, man. Last week, I had some bad issues with my, my stomach i'm not sure what the problem was and you know being a typical man i'm like oh, i'm sure if i just put a little rubber tussin in myself i'll be all right you know 
little tussing, I'll be good. Oh, yeah, man. so I self-solved it, and eventually I got okay. I guess after a few days, I was okay. So, well, yeah. that's that. Well, it's it's good to have you back. But folks, listen, uh, this is this is going to be a, a fire show because it's one of those shows that you know Daniel and I were talking before uh, Josh and and Infinite got here. We we have so many topics that as as a producer. I don't even know where to freaking start. So where where I am going to start, because I saw people talking about it in the chat, is the Monster CD Project Red announcements, folks. We're going to break all of that down because holy shit, is there a lot to get into. Uh, before I do, let me just thank the two people that are already blessing us with very generous Super Chats. The first one is Tom from Toonami, who drops a $5 Super Chat and says, what did I say yesterday? They don't have anything... They uh, the, the 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 core fan base wants to hear PC ports, mobile remakes, and now cross gen indefinitely. And he's talking about the Herman Holtz interview, folks. I I, I gotta tell you, um, you know that j- that literally just dropped, and you know I I take putting the content together incredibly serious. And I hate half cocking it because when I do is when I make mistakes. And then obviously when you make mistakes, this is where people come for you. So what I'm going to promise you is that at some point, whether it is tomorrow night, which it's probably going to be on primetime gaming, we're going to be breaking down everything that Herman Holtz had to say. And Tom from Toonami is right. It's nothing that the hardcore fan base wants to hear. It's more old ways, an old guard or an old way of thinking and one of which that could potentially put uh sony themselves in the ground uh and uh, and obviously you know we're gonna we're gonna get into that uh tomorrow night because tomorrow evening not only do we have the entire panel back but we're going to be joined by randall thor 19 the man with a million or in some cases randall pony if you ask jez corden because you know he's a big sony apologist of course i'm just kidding but he's going to be joining us to talk about um, specifically what happened with Herman Holtz and what ex- what what exactly is actually going on with Stadia. Is, is Stadia's demise Microsoft's fault? The answer is it's not, but we're going to really break that down tomorrow evening. Uh, we got to shout out Drawn TJ, who drops a very generous $5 Super Chat early and often, as always. So Drawn TJ, thank you very much. He says, morning boom and panel. Like I've said, Microsoft needs to be petty. And I think they might be doing that. And our good friend Shooter2853, who is is the man down under, hopefully, Shooter, you are feeling better, brother, because, you know, without a ticker, we can't move. So I hope that you're that you're feeling better. He drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, G'day, boom, Mrs. Boom, Daniel McGee, Josh, and Sir Infinite Umbra. So nice to be here after a couple of rough weeks. Well, we hope that you are feeling better, my brother. So thank you for that. Uh, shout out to John Wolf in the chat. John is always here doing his thing and risk it for the biscuit. What's up, brother? How's everything with you? Hopefully you're well. Listen, let's get into the CD Projekt Red news. Now, I got to shout out Benji Sales. He's not only a good friend of the program, but he's a great friend of the community. And, and Benji did what Benji does best. And he's out there and he's putting it together for a short, uh, you know, there's a lot of information with CD Projekt Red. He broke it down in a great way, so it's digestible, and it's actually set up for us to talk about. So shout out to Benji Sales for doing so. So this is what Benji had to say on his Twitter account, folks. He says, whoa, 
CD Projekt Red just revealed their entire upcoming roadmap, and this is what they announced, folks. Uh, Codename Sirius, an entirely new trilogy of Witcher games has been confirmed by CD Projekt Red, followed by Project Orion, which of course is the codename for the next cyberpunk game, which has already begun pre-production and folks. This is where it gets exciting. Project Hadar, H-A-D-A-R, is a new IP from the studio that brought us Witcher and Cyberpunk, and I am floored. Look, Daniel, I want to go to you first because we were talking, and a lot of people were upset with CD Projekt Red. People had lost faith. I wasn't one of those guys. Um, I think what happened to them with the hack, I think the Cyberpunk shortcomings was something that might have been um, equated to the world pandemic, right? Working from home had to become a thing. Development wasn't used to being worked that way. And they still released the game. And you know what? The game just released, and it's breaking records left and right for Cyberpunk. People are jumping back into it. Hell, I'm even going to jump back into it. It's like, I got 10, 15 hours into it. And I'm like, you know what? Every, I'm, I'm starting to get FOMO. When you hear their long-term output, I mean, wow, talk about a bomb and a way to open up today's show. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, so I didn't know that they were having like an event or I guess whatever they did today. So this kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, but I'm really excited for it. I mean, I've been a, a fan of the CDPR for, I don't know, how, however long it's been since Witcher 2 came out. Um and, you know, they're they're an incredibly talented studio, even though, you know, the launch of Cyberpunk would, would leave us to, to think otherwise. Uh, it's, I guess it's somewhat worrying that they're announcing so many things because it's like most of these things we're going to have to wait a really long time for. Um, but I guess it's good to know just like basically what they're going to be doing for probably the next seven, eight, nine years, right? Like, it's going to take them a long time to get through this. Although, apparently, some of them aren't being worked on in-house, because it looks like... So, they've got the, the trilogy of new Witcher games, and then they've got two other Witcher games. There's Sirius and Canis Majoris, and Canis Majoris is being worked on by some other group. Um, So, we're getting five new Witcher games. They're still talking about the DLC for Cyberpunk and a sequel to Cyberpunk. And then, I think most exciting is is the new IP. Um, which they're saying is going to be distinct from both of them. And that's all they've said about it, as far as I can see. So I don't know. I guess it'll be not high fantasy and also not sci-fi. So maybe it'll be in like modern day or something. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't know. I'm really excited to see what comes out of this. I think the I think the Witcher is a, a, a really exciting, interesting, like deep world that you can, you can do pretty much anything in and I'll be interested in. Um, Cyberpunk, I didn't like as much um not just because of the bugs but it was just like it was just so bleak and so depressing the whole time where like i don't know it just it, it didn't it didn't do it for me but you know if it if it's good for you then i'm, I'm happy for you so i'm excited to see where these games go and i agree uh but listen you know of course i want to read a couple of quotes that come from people and and, and team members and leaders at cd project red and i pulled a story 
that was written, of course, by Andy Robinson, someone that I have talked about on this program. He is the lead dude over at Video Games Chronicles, one of my favorite places to get news. And my God, it should be yours as well. I have no affiliation with them yet, but maybe one day because, listen, I keep pushing their stuff and it's not because I'm looking to get you know, in with the guys. Listen, I just like their stuff. I think what they do is amazing. And they're one of the places that uh, I think eventually will overtake places like IGN mm-hmm. and, 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 and GameSpot because they, they, the, the way that they do their reporting is spot on great. So this is what the article says. Uh, CD Projekt Red is officially working on a cyberpunk sequel, Witcher trilogy, and more. A new cyberpunk will prove the, uh, the full power and potential of the cyberpunk universe. Now, this is what, uh, this is what Adam uh, Kaczynski, uh, who is the project, uh, CD Projekt Red CEO, had to say. Our plans are certainly ambitious and call for a great deal of work, dedication, and further growth. This is why we're setting up a new team in Boston, which together with the expanding Vancouver team will form our new studio, CD Projekt Red North America. As a result, we will be able to fully tap into the North American talent pool, uh, which is absolutely astounding. And uh, this he continues with the um, regarding the Witcher. He said the game will be set in the Witcher universe, but it differs from our past releases in that it targets a much broader audience. Sirius will provide both single player and multiplayer gameplay. Umbra, I mean, look, I'm not a Witcher dude, okay? I'll admit it, class, I know I'm going to get booze. I tried to play The Witcher 3 three times, and I thought that the combat was good. I thought the graphics were amazing. The story, absolutely top 10. I'd give it 11 out of 10. What I disliked about it was the inventory system. It was very antiquated, in my opinion. I hated, literally hated, how you had to make potions. I didn't mind having to use the solvent on the sword to fight X creature. That didn't bother me at all. It was everything else that I thought... I had, I mean, I tried. I sat down. Why can't I figure this out? I love open world games. Why don't I love this game? And look, I'm going to try it a fourth time for crying out loud because you know what? I'm going to get booze on my own show. But (laughs) with that said, Umbra, this is a lot to break down. CD Projekt Red dropped it like it was hot. What are your thoughts on this? You know, it's interesting, Boom, because you're not much of a, a Witcher fan, but right, but man. I would put Witcher in my top three franchises, probably top five. Of all time, right? All Although, time. I'll, I'll say top five. Let me be okay. fair. Because you got Elder Scroll, you got Halo, it's a lot. Okay, so let's say top five. Yes. When I saw, I didn't even know this, by the way, until you said it mm-hmm. a minute ago. I knew they were going to announce something. I didn't think it was happening until later. So I'm reading this, and my the smile on my face right now, you all will probably call somebody to lock me up. How stupid I look right now, smiling as hard as I am. But this is incredible right here, man. And this is why I love CD Projekt Red. And if anybody has heard me before, some of the top people who I've always been like clamoring for Microsoft to get, because you know me, I am greedy. They, if, if, you know what? I've always said that if they ever snagged CD Projekt Red, and they, and they won't. And I'm going to tell you why. They're, they're, they, they're the leading uh, money men in Europe. 
Mm. They have good old games and government ties, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. Are they like they, attached they, to the Polish government in some way? Yeah, they are. That, yeah. That's they're, they're always going to be their own people. Yeah, but you know something? I'm okay with that. I'm yeah. actually okay with that. My greed ma- makes me want them. But <laughs> I love when you say that. I, I'm greedy, boom. I'm greedy. I love it. I love yeah. it. But you're right. I mean, them being independent, doing their own thing, I, th- that's best for everybody. So I'll, I'll, I'll let that go. But for the C- for uh, Cyberpunk, for one, I did not expect them to go that hard. I know we were they were talking about that one expansion, but to see Phantom Liberty has 350 developers working on it. They're not joking when they say that's a major story-driven expansion. That is major. They're basically about about to give us basically another game. That's what it sounds yes. like. What, yeah, that that's stuff. exactly what it sounds like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, if you go based on the track record of like Blood and Blood and Wine and mm-hmm. uh, Heart of Stone, like oh yeah, great. I point. mean, if it's the same level of expansion as that, then I'm I'm in. You know, oh, if it's Swords Armor, I'll pass. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, that's Bethesda, so we won't have to. Worry yeah. About that. But yeah, then you have the the Witcher 3 having this is the thing that's crazy right here, too, because it seems and this was why I'm a little scared because CD Projekt Red, you know, the misstep they had with with uh, obviously, obviously with um, Cyberpunk. But I know that they're desperate to 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 erase that memory from people's minds. So I'm a little scared, though, because they're talking about having three, the trilogy for this in a six year period. Yeah. That's, that's super that's ambitious. A, that's a new game every two years. That is very ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to do that unless the game, the games themselves are not that big, which would go against The Witcher Three, because The Witcher Three was gigantic, and you had three what three different islands? I think you went to three different settings. So I'm, I'm wondering. I how heard Blood and Wine is literally the best DLC of all time. It's really good. It's got to be top three of any. Yeah. I would put it in top. Yeah, I would say the best I've ever played. That I've ever, it's worth every dime. But this is incredible, man. Um, I mean, it's 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 obviously they're going to follow what they did with three. That I mean, that was their most successful. Uh, and I think everybody's clamoring for it. What and then th- now that you know, obviously that they're, they're going to be going for full current gen. That's that's really welcome, and it's, especially by the way, and to lead off the whole current going to next gen. Uh, their next cyberpunk they're they're not shy about saying yeah we're working on that so project yeah. hater is is their next cyberpunk punk, uh project oh no excuse me not project hater project orion is the haters a new ip which right. has me incredibly excited i'm hyped for that too i'm i'm excited for anything cd project red does i'll, I'll tell you that but now to see if they're actually going to go all out for for cyberpunk i think they're going to give us the original vision that they intended to give us with the first one. And, and they cannot allow themselves to be forced out with another game like they did the first one and, and ruin it. So I think this one is going to be the true cyberpunk we were all waiting for. I'm ex- I'm extremely excited, man. I could probably go on and on about like theories and thoughts and everything like that. Maybe me, me and Danny got to get together for one of his theory videos or something like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm curious because uh, I've been reading more about it while we've been talking. Uh, yeah. it, they specifically say that Orion is a sequel to Cyberpunk, and I'm curious about that because it hmm. seems like I mean, no spoilers, but they don't they don't really leave themselves a lot of unburnt bridges at the end of that game. So I wonder if they mean just like anthology sequel or if they'll, you know, like I it, don't think you're going to be depends. Beat. It depends, right? Because you know they have what I think four different endings. Yeah, for Cyberpunk, and the best one is obviously that it's could just, lead yeah. to this. To just to say. I don't want to give anything away, but that could theoretically. It's the, you mean the the Pan Am ending, right? Yeah, yeah. The wifey, wife, yeah. my wife, who yes, <laughs> love Pan Am. Um, 
and I, you know, I know it's not, you know, it's probably frowned upon, but yes, I absolutely took photos of me and her next to each other, like she was really my woman. But um, yeah, he's got a I, I got to post some so you all can see it. <laughs> but oh, man, I'm extremely excited for this though. I, I don't know if anybody. I'm pretty sure everybody in the chat is excited too. I mean, I saw somebody by the way, my buddy X Steel. He said, "What if they, I would love it if they allow created characters for the next Witcher? That would be great." Oh, dude. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I I think that, that 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 that's something. I think I've heard people talk about that. Like they love The Witcher, but they would love to build their own Witcher. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Be, and mm-hmm. I I would love to see them actually take it that level where the OG Witcher is a character that you can interact with as mm. maybe an NPC, yep. and then you build your own character. So each ca- each person. Who, who is basically telling their own story through their own eyes, through their own character development. I think that's cool. Yeah, and Yobi just corrected me. Thank you, Yobi. He said it was five endings. I've done, I've done them all because I have, like, Yobi, I, I think it's the only one I know that <laughs> he's the only <laughs> one that I know that has more hours in it than me. I have 459 hours in Cyberpunk. I think, I, think, I think Yobi has 600, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right, Yobi? <sighs> so he's the only one that had more than me that I know of personally, but yeah, see, he said it too. He doesn't believe what is, you know, what's his name says. His story is not yet. I can believe that. I can believe that too, the way it's left <laughs> off. So they can expand off of that. But even if not, I mean, we we saw now with the new Cyberpunk Edge Runners, and I'm sorry to keep talking for so long. I'm really no, sorry. no. Listen, listen. We we have all day long. This is a conversational podcast. By all means, go yeah. ham. <laughs> but yeah, it, with the the Edge Runners as as exciting as that was, and I haven't watched that yet. I heard it's oh. it's. it's, it's Godlike, you've got to watch it, man. If you you like anime, right? Yeah, oh, love anime. Yeah. Okay, so this guy, this kind of calls back a little bit to the old school '90s. I would say '90s, maybe. So, so you're saying one one of my favorite animes of all time. I don't know if anyone else agrees or has seen it. It's called The Giver. Yeah, yeah. Giver is one of my all time favorite. Me and my brother Neo Mental, like we watched that back and front, front back, sideways, you name it. Yeah, you. I think because of that too, like Giver. Yeah, Giver is definitely. I think Giver was the '80s, right? If not late '80s, late '80s, maybe or maybe early, yeah, maybe early '90s. I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 but that one of my favorites. But yeah. that's definitely the old school kind of. That's what I mean. Like it has that more gritty, like the you know gore and all of that type of stuff happens with those types of anime. This has it. It's not overly well. No, it's pretty out there. I, the violence and gore is pretty crazy, but it's really, <laughs> yeah, really good. It. And it, it captures the essence of the game to me, and it delivers in ways the game failed to deliver in some ways. And, I, I mean, I came away loving the character so much. I would I was hoping CD Projekt Red actually brought them into the game for us to interact with or use. So, And I'm pretty sure I'm not alone. I know people love... I don't want to give any other maybe theory, through the though. DLC, maybe through the new project. Maybe. You know, you never know. Maybe I mean, they, the they were created liberty. for a reason. Absolutely. I think with the the popularity of one particular character, I won't name because I don't want to ruin anything for you. I think they might capitalize off it. They would be foolish not to, in my opinion. But man, I'm so excited to hear this again. I didn't know this until you read it just a second ago, because I was looking at the topics like hmm, Xbox Series S. I'm like, this is not about the Series S. But yeah. <laughs> No man, I'm I'm I don't know. I'm I'm still trying to gather my thoughts, but I'm super excited. I want to let uh Josh go ahead and go because <laughs> I'm taking up too much time right now. No, no, no. Listen, but we, we we have a lot to get into. Like I said, back into the show, we're gonna talk about uh what, what Microsoft did on Friday, what they followed uh f- you know, uh filed their paperwork with the EU. 
Uh, and the fact that Jim Ryan flew out there to personally uh, go in, uh, and talk with the EO regulators, EU regulators rather, uh, uh, to, to, you know, I guess, further his point of his concerns regarding Microsoft taking the IP. And look, folks, I, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. I've heard, I've heard numerous points. We've talked about this for weeks and weeks and weeks. And the truth of the matter is, is that I don't think Jim Ryan uh, can literally say anything because he is literally spitting lies out of everything he says, not to mention he's a PR walking nightmare. Josh, you talked about that specifically on some of the things you said in your video, and you were spot on. Jim Ryan is not a good speaker. Um, he is someone that should be in the background and, 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 and have people write his stuff because when he speaks, it's, it's a nightmare. And I don't think that anything he could possibly say to EU regulators, especially when you consider how anti-consumer and anti-competitive Sony has been, uh, and you look back to just the last 24 months of Sony in this generation, the new generation PS5, uh, series X and S, what he has done. And again, I, I'm not a boob here. You know, like I understand this is business folks, but he's out there trying to peddle his BS when he has done 10 times over worse, keeping games and, and IPs and characters onto one brand. And like I said, I get it. You're trying to, you know, you got to, you got to make, uh, you know, uh, money for your shareholders, but how dare you get out there and claim that this one IP is going to ruin you. If that's the, if in fact, that's the case, then, then you really, then and what you're showing investors is that you are weak. You're a weak leader. And that's what he's shown to me. And you know what? We're going to break that down. But before I bring Josh into the conversation, let me catch up on some of the super chats. There's been quite a few of them. Uh, we also, Jacob Novick, good, generous friend of the pro, uh, program, drops a $5 super chat and says, after Microsoft funding CT, CD pre, Project Red, Cyberpunk 2077, a sequel that was just announced because even though 2077 is successful now, how much money does CD Projekt Red even make? They make a lot of money, dude. Like they, it's not just their games, and they're making and people are buying Cyberpunk like, like it's a brand new game. They're making bank, but they also have good old games and a bunch of other stuff. So money isn't an issue for CD Projekt Red, and because Microsoft uh, was with them during cyberpunk's original original um uh marketing i i can see them going back they have they have a good relationship for what we understand so i can see microsoft getting on board with almost everything that they're going to do and i think that's super super smart um john wolf drops a very generous five hours super chat and says sending positive vibes to mama boom thank you for that brother definitely appreciate it and panel funny how playstation dudes hate on xbox nonstop. But Jimmy is basically uh, copying the Xbox playbook this gen. Yeah, I mean, they are. He is trying, but they're also they they have picked little things off of what Xbox is doing. But at the same time, this old mentality that they have is going to doom them. It, it, it really, really is. Um, Jacob Novick drops a very generous two dollar super chat. And I think that's two dollars. Let me just make sure. Uh, says also the Overwatch 2 servers go online in three hours. Yeah, I'm not an Overwatch guy. I don't know about how many other people are. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, thanks for the super chat, uh, Jacob. Uh, who's excited for for um, Overwatch 2? I know there's there's a huge amount of people that are going to be playing that game. For me, it's just not my bag. Primus Gaming, who's not only a new channel member, he drops 
Flat out Super Chat says, you guys are true, uh, a true inspiration to us beginners. Keep doing God's work. Primus, hit me up in a DM, brother. We'll get you on one of the shows. Help you sell your brand, so to speak. I love bringing new talent in for the community to listen to. So hit me up on Twitter, at Mr. Boomstick XL, and we will talk. Drawn TJ drops a $5 super chat and says, I bet the next Cyberpunk will have uh, the option to be in third person, potentially, and there will be a co-op and multiplayer. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that uh, either, but a third person mode would be kind of dope. Uh, <laughs> Mass Erect. <laughs> Is in a channel member for a month, drops a very generous two dollars super chat and says, Can't stay, but always listen on Spotify. Yeah, this day, I've been putting things up on the same day, so you know, give me like an hour or so after the show closes to download it and drop it into uh audio form and, and drop it up to the, uh, the RSS feeds. But thank you for that. Uh, Mandingo McThickens, I know that's another good one. He drops a two dollars super chat and says, Hey, boom. Is that Mr. Jordan Peterson on the panel? <laughs> I love that's good stuff, Josh. That's funny. Um, and Glacius EX has been a member for a month. Thank you for that. Has gifted one double barrel gaming membership. Ah, dude, that's very kind of you. Thank you very much for that. Josh, let's get you in on the conversation. This is a Don't you lot. mean Jordan? Don't you mean Jordan? Jordan? That's right. That's right. Jo- I'm Jesus. sorry. I, I got to call you Jordan from now on. Um, <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Mr. Peterson. Oh yeah, I'm here to eat steak. I love it. Uh, so 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 listen, uh, Josh, this is a big announcement. Like this is this is one of those announcements that when you look back on 2022, when there's been a lot of them, this is going to be one that people look back to. Uh, I mean, we're closing out on the end of the year soon. You know, we're in October. There's two months left of the year. We're, we'll be into the holidays before you know it. Uh, CD Projekt Red did something incredibly ambitious today and they let us know in on all of their plans and that they're opening up multiple studios in North America to tap the talent vein that is here. That's big for this, uh, this company. What are your thoughts, man? Yeah, they're going to need it. I think based on, based on what happened with, uh, with cyberpunk, like build those teams, they got to deliver that's they they have to deliver they're they're a company that is known for delivering but their their last mistake is probably more known than their than their most recent successes right that's just that's just the way this industry works and so they gotta they gotta it's it's cool that we're seeing all this stuff i just kind of pulled up twitter real quick and was like i just kind of want to get a pulse on like get my finger on the pulse not a lot not i mean it's twitter right so it's uh not a lot of uh not a lot of positives but like um somebody says i don't uh, i don't know why cd project red needs to include multiplayer into their games this is a waste of resources in my opinion their campaigns really hold up but i mean why why not add more is kind of my my thought you know especially you guys were talking about the ability to potentially create your own witcher i mean what if multiplayer is similar to destiny where you can take six witchers out and go do raids and stuff like that? I would dude. I would love, I it. got news for you. They should hire you right now. Cause if that's not in the game, <laughs> I'm disappointed. So listen, CD project red, North America, Jordan right here. I mean, Josh, Josh, Josh <laughs> hire Josh, get this man on the team. <laughs> if I had to guess, I think the multiplayer for witcher is probably going to be like a, a more action focused monster hunter. Because they already have a dude, lot of those mechanics. Be, people sort would of eat that there. up, dude. Ooh, that that people like would that. eat that up for breakfast. I like that idea. That would be dope. Some one of the best aspects of Witcher Three 
was hunting some of these these mythical creatures like that. Mm-hmm. That would be so amazing to do with the team. Man, I like that idea, Danny. And, and by the way, it was just announced. Um, uh, shout out to Andre Doyle on Twitter, who has an amazing DM with us. He's constantly, I mean, he puts so much news in here. It's crazy. Idle Sloth, uh, the, the sleuth himself, Idle Sloth, who is a, basically a video game detective, um, just put out that this is a rumor, but that The Witcher 3 Complete Edition is going to be released today. CD Projekt Red employees are hyping today's strategy call at 4.15 p.m. Obviously, we know what happened, but yeah, supposedly they're going to be um, a next-generation Complete Edition being released later today for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S. But do we need that when the Switch version is already here? You know what? No, actually, we don't. So um, I, I'm going to be playing it on Switch. I'm going to I'm going to double down on it. You're, you're just super into Clay Fighter, so you're like, you know, this any of these uh, any of these triple oh A any of these triple A titles that get that get smushed into the Switch just turn into Clay Fighter. It's a yeah. it's, it's a beautiful thing. Bad Mr. Frosty, right? There's a, I love there's a it, no, Mr. Cut, Frosty. So. Oh, that's good stuff. No, but I mean, going back to Twitter here, like. Somebody else saying a CD Project Red becoming another Ubisoft. Ah, uh, that's uh, ridiculous. Come on. It, I mean, th- and that's the thing. This is a this is a company with an incredible track record up until a point, right? Up until up until Cyberpunk. And so I think they're uh, uh, good on them for like, you know, getting getting back on their feet. Yep. Saying here's what's happening. We're we're here to stay. We're gonna we're gonna continue to to put out badass software for you guys to uh, to enjoy, and uh, I do want to read one of the chats in the uh, in the in the chat here from uh, <laughs> I think it's Labara X if I said it right. It says uh, uh, Double Barrel Gaming. Do you think Witcher Co-op will include bath time? I mean, oh, you good know? grief! <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah, if Jennifer is there or Tris. <laughs> Okay, I mean, Umbra, you are you are grounded from uh, from waifus. You are you need a you need a you need a cold shower. I love shower. it, you waifu. You're, you're grounded. That's it. As long as they don't show off it, our our witcher's cheeks like they did Jan Sakai, I don't know. I'll be fine with that. I don't want to see the Sakai it. cheeks. Yeah, we we passed that. We're moving to 2023. No Look, more. at the end of the day, Josh, this is this is a big deal. It's a really big deal because, like I said. They did hit a bunch of snags with Cyberpunk. Uh, some people, like my brother, played through it. He got every ending. He had a couple of bugs, but he didn't experience a lot of the, the shenanigans that went on. Now the new patch has come out. Everyone, the sales have been through the roof. They're, they're making they're, they're making money. They're making so much money on Cyberpunk right now as if it was a new release. And to hear. That they're not settling in on just being happy that Cyberpunk is run, you know, is up and running the way it should have been from inception. This is a big deal. Uh, the fact that they are, and you know what? Before I get it, give it back to you, I just want to just want to talk about the, uh, the 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 Cyberpunk when they announced they're working with a third party because there's some beef, beefy information here, folks, that you might want to hear. It says this according to the article again from BGC, written by Andy. Um, Finally, CD Projekt Red's announced it's working with a third-party studio led by ex-Witcher veterans on Project Canis, Canis Majoris, uh, 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 a story-driven single-player open-world RPG set within 
the Witcher universe. And this is what they had to say. And I quote, this is a, this, this is the first such product being developed outside of the group. And this comes away from uh, CEO uh, Kaninsky. However, this does not imply that its quality will lag behind our in-house productions. From the technological standpoint, it will be based on the Unreal Engine 5 along with the toolset created for Polaris. Expect additional announcements soon. Our goal is to work with experienced partners who can meet our quality requirements and deliver worthwhile experience to our fans. We are doing this to create new exciting ways of interacting with our brands and also to enable our internal teams to focus on what drives us as a company, developing revolutionary role-playing games. I mean, that's that's a lot to, in, uh, to, to digest, but Josh, what do you say about them working with a third party on a new Witcher game? Again, br- bring on the teams, right? Yes. Like we, as as Xbox fans, we know very well what it looks like when a team is either shorthanded or yep. doesn't quite have the leadership it needs. I'm looking at you, three four three, mm. and so br- bring it on. Like th- they they've they've got the egg on the face, right? So they've got to take all the right steps to make sure that this that this does not happen again. Right. And the, the bummer part with 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 cyberpunk is it really showcased the uh, the business side of the gaming industry. Right. We got to see essentially, you know, suits and ties, shareholders, all that kind of stuff like, yo, this needs to get out. We need to get this. We need to get this out. And, you, you know, you know, there were devs that were just like, we can't like give us time give us time and you know so it uh, again we we uh, like i just mentioned we sometimes leadership makes makes bad decisions and this 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 happened to be one unfortunately it uh i mean it was it was bad at times it was like remember what it looked like on xbox one and ps4 like there was nothing like how come this is a ghost town what's going on here you know so um it's good. Bring in the third parties. Get build those teams. Get get people working on this game and on these games, so that they can launch with the success that Cyberpunk is having right now. And we don't have to have conversations about the mishaps that happened along the way. I agree. I agree. I, I think what they're doing with uh, adding uh, third party support uh, and t- and and, and uh, with with studios that they trust. I think that they are opening up, uh, you know, a studio in Boston and having a North American division does open the door for uh, to tap the vein of the talent here in the in this country. Um, you know, there are a lot of people that want to work for CD Projekt Red. Maybe people don't want to move into Poland or any of the uh, you know the EU you know uh, uh, countries because they have family, have obligations. I think the more studios you have open around the world gives you a talent pool that's much broader. And I think that's exactly what we're going to see here. Personally, like I said, I, I really enjoyed Cyberpunk. I'm going to give um, uh, Witcher 3 another shot because obviously it's, it is one of the, uh, to many people, one of the greatest RPGs of all time. And I love open world games. I don't know what it, what, why it didn't hit with me. Maybe I, it, it just, again, for me personally, the thing that jumps off the page was the uh, convoluted, inventory system i didn't really like it 
and it bothered uh, me. So I want to address one thing in chat. Doom Reaper says in that leadership still running the shop, but according to uh, a tweet from CD Projekt Red, the uh, co-founder and joint um, uh, uh, co-CEO is is stepping uh, is stepping down. There you go. Yep. Well, that and there you go. That that should answer the question as regards to leadership. Uh, wow. They realized that some mistakes were made, some decisions were made that were poor, cost uh, the studio a lot of face with, you know, with gamers and cost them millions and millions of dollars. And it wasn't good. So obviously they, they realized that they had to make some changes and well, here we are. But ladies and gentlemen, we still have a ton of show to get into. Now, I want to talk about one specific um, tweet that comes the way of. Uh, Samus Blackley. If you don't know who Samus Blackley is, well, he is the considered to be the father of Xbox. Well, during Stadia's time uh, on March 19th of 2019, um, some uh, again, it's it has a Stadia logo, so I'm going to si simply assume that this is Stadia, and it's and they say this. Face it. It's the end of traditional consoles and platforms. Stadia came to dominate the gaming world. And it has uh, a, a picture of death with a sickle. And on there is a couple of doors that are open. And there's blood trails coming out of those doors. Atari, um, Dreamcast, uh, Steam, PlayStation 4 Pro, Switch. And it's knocking on the Xbox one uh, X door. And I guess this is, you know, this is old. Well, same as Blackley says this, folks. And I'm going to curse. So cover your ears, cover your children's ears, because this is what he says in capitals. Don't fuck with Xbox. End quote. Um, I love Samus for this because he is unapologetic. He makes really good bread and he knows his shit. Uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I got to go first to Josh on this. Josh. Same as dropping it like it's hot, so to speak. What are your thoughts on um, him calling Stadia out? This is business, right? And uh, they, they, I mean, I don't know. Do you guys remember the announcement of Stadia? Do you remember how well, I remember they said it was uh, two times more powerful than, than, a, uh, than a PlayStation 4 and an Xbox One X combined? Right. And like, I just remember all of the tweets and all the comments in that they were just like oh do you remember google whatever or google like there was there was all the failed google projects and they were like just get ready to to put this one on the pile like because this is what's going to happen now there were things about it that definitely seemed ahead of its time but there were there were it it was they just they just missed the mark there was just a little too much either it it was it, it cost too much to run the way they wanted it to that's why they 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 couldn't do it like a subscription like like game pass which is really what they needed to do and it honestly surprised me that they didn't try like they didn't look at the success of game pass and go yo let's try this you know it's not like they didn't it's google they had the money they could have get the thing to work but once again we get to see google's track record of them just just walking away from something and i mean it it really wasn't competing at the end of the day there there was very few it, it had a little bit of hype right at the beginning and uh you know samus absolutely the man just like I, I i love that he just you know he doesn't he doesn't pull any punches he's just like here it is to you know this is don't don't fuck with xbox yeah i, I like it i'm here for it 
Yeah, me too. To be honest with you, uh, listen. Let's 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 bring in um, Daniel on this. Look, uh, Stadia again. This is something we're going to cover tomorrow night on Primetime Gaming with Randall Thor nineteen, who's going to be our guest. Uh, obviously, Stadia is dead, uh, and you know, again, no, no surprise there. Uh, Josh just broke it down perfectly. The 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 streaming model that they had was just awful. Mm-hmm. Buy the games after paying for a monthly subscription. It's it's. I, look, I don't understand who thought that was a good idea. And you know, to, to Josh's point about they couldn't afford it. You know, my pop always used to teach us sometimes you got to lose money to make money. And that's we've seen Microsoft do with uh, perfectly with Game Pass. They took they took it on the chin. But look what Game Pass is now. 30, 30 million subscribers. And and again, when when they release the family plan, it's going to double. It's going to double within six months because it's going to be a service that you cannot ignore any further whether you are a PlayStation head or a Switch head or a PC guy or gal, at some point you're going to look over and say, "Yeah, this is this is crazy." Five dollars with you know four other buddies. How can I not get involved in this? Especially if you look at what's coming out, uh, you know, this month in, in October. And as a matter of fact, on Thursday, I'm going to be sitting down with I Steal Rain, one half of Living Split Screen, and we're going to be talking about all the games coming out. Uh, this uh, this month for Xbox Game Pass. And guess what, folks? They're all bangers, as the kids say. What are your thoughts on uh, what uh, Samus had to say about Stadia, Daniel? Man, uh, you know, when Stadia finally announced that they had died, uh, which I don't think any of us uh, were surprised by because they'd been laying in their, dead bed, their, their deathbed for about, a, a, you know, <laughs> what, since launch. So, uh, you know, I had... I got a handful of receipts that I got to hand out as soon as that tweet came through. Uh, talking to you, Ty and Frank. I, <laughs> what? What's up? Like, it's Stadia's model was never going to work, and it, it mostly because it just was awful. Like, hey, you have to pay for this service, and then you also have to pay for each game individually. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And I, I think even beyond that, I just don't think that streaming as a platform by itself is going to work. Like, I feel like you're always going to need to have, like, streaming is great, and it's going to be probably something that most people interact with uh, at some point or another, or even there's probably going to be a ton of people who who stream exclusively. But I feel like as a platform by itself, like, infrastructure is just not there to where you can have a, a large enough audience exclusively through streaming to make it profitable for you. You know what I mean? I feel like you're always going to need to have some level of local hardware because it's like the argument that I always get from it is like, well, streaming technology is going to catch up to the point where it's like indiscernible from local hardware. Um, And it's just not going to be that way. Like, I feel like that argument assumes the fact that, that while streaming technology is going to increase local hardware is just going to stagnate. And that's never going to happen, right? Like we just saw the 40 series cards come out. You know, that happens every, what, two years. It's streaming is a really great addition, but it's just, it's just not enough to be an entire platform in and of itself, especially when you bungle the marketing of it, when you bungle the, you know, 
the the plan of it and and how it actually works and when you have almost zero support for it it's just there was no way it was ever gonna well you kind of knew that they were gonna die daniel when they killed their own first party studios like when jade raymond broke out and was like okay peace i'm out you know then you know (laughs) you knew it was pretty much dead in the water it's kind of ironically worked out in, uh, in Xbox's favor a little bit because we know that uh, High on Life was originally going to be a Stadia exclusive, and now it it's, sure a, was. it's an Xbox exclusive. Same thing for, but you know, speaking of that, same thing for Kojima's game. Remember, Kojima's yeah. game was a Stadia exclusive. This is after Sony passed on him. He went to Stadia, mm-hmm. and then when Stadia took a dump, too. he went to Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Death Stranding 2 was originally also going to be a Stadia exclusive, and then they they like canceled it or uh, didn't go through with it or something. Which is uh, weird, so by the way. Presumably right? that game is out there somewhere. Uh, That's yeah. weird, though, right? Because Sony owns the IP. So how would they go about making that for Stadia? Maybe they That's don't. weird to me. Maybe they don't own it in his or like have as much control over it as you know. They, they, yeah, they, 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 they might have know. like publisher publisher first publisher rights on a sequel. Mm. And, and and again, I I don't know because I don't have the contract, but maybe that's what it was. Maybe they had first uh, denial on a sequel on another platform. They denied because we we've heard that again. I, I don't have the documents in front of me, but we did hear that Sony was incredibly uh, disheartened with the sales of um, uh, his first game um, yeah. and the second one that they passed on. So maybe when they passed on it those rights then rescinded back to Kojima. Again, I, I, I'm only speculating here, but real quick, before we continue, 450 people in here, let's get those likes up, folks. And if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing. We're doing this five times a week, folks. Four, I mean, five different shows, five days a week, Monday through Friday, all different platforms, all different conversations, all different panels. If you're enjoying the conversation, please consider subscribing. We are on the March to 12K Let's let's uh, let's hope that we can do that by the end of the year. But please continue. Sorry, yeah. So it's. I I don't think anyone should have been surprised by Stadia going down. It you know, I think it's really funny that that Sheamus is coming out specifically and being the one to uh, to defend Xbox in this because he was a little bit before my time, so I don't know him particularly well. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw him in the the Power On documentary, uh, and he he's fantastic. He seems like he's just a really fun personality. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, he doesn't work for Microsoft currently, right? No, like he's no. retired or something. Yeah, he makes bread for a living. <laughs> I, well, hey, the world needs bakers too. Uh, so it's it's really funny that he's like from the sidelines, kind of still cheering on his team. Like he's he's like the the dad at a at a little league game, and I just love that. <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 a funny guy. He's very unapologetic, which is, which is what I love about Samus. Uh, Umbra, let's get your opinion on this, brother. And we're going to move on to the big topic of the show, one of which that a lot of people in the chat are waiting for. Uh, we're going to be breaking down what happened on Friday, what Xbox did that uh, obviously has the EU talking about this deal, and more importantly, what Jim Ryan did on September eighth, looking to get more people in the side of PlayStation, which I don't think is going to happen, to be honest with you, but we will break that down. Uh, uh, Infinite, same as Blackley, kind of dropping it like it's hot, not being sorry that he did. <laughs> you know, if we are, if anybody knows Samus, he's been like this ever since the creation, since he created Xbox. 
by the way. It's the, this is the father of Xbox. Indeed he's, he is. He's from that old school Microsoft where, and he's one of the wild boys. I mean, even yeah, like if you look at them, if you all have watched a documentary, he's been that way all of, from, from then till now. So this is, doesn't surprise me that he says it. It's hilarious to read it. Uh, and I can see why he would say it. I mean, this is Chris's creation. He's like, nah, hey, don't, don't F with my stuff. Get out of it. This is my son. So I get it. This is my baby. Step away. No, but that's funny. Uh, but I will say this. Stadia, like, I see some people were like, I told you. I knew it. It's like, everybody knew Stadia was going to fail. Everybody. It, it For one, it, I don't think the world is just ready yet for, you know, a non-dedicated um, streaming service. I just don't think so. I'm, I think Microsoft has the exact right approach. Yeah, ha you know? having it as an option is key. I personally mm -hmm. think. Yeah, absolutely. So that that was the to me the biggest nail in its coffin for me. I think not having a dedicated, you know, uh, home console or device that you could play it on. That's one. And then we have so many advents, and now we got the Steam Deck. It's like, what use really is Stadia now for that when you can play that? I don't know. And then, you, and of course, Game Pass is, you know, being its biggest competitor. Of course, you still have NVIDIA, but Game Pass is, I would say, the biggest thorn, uh, obviously. Not to say that, to, you know, playing Microsoft is some of our hooved brothers were trying to do for this. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the biggest thing is it just goes back to Google didn't properly plan. And, you know, they came out with a little bravado saying what they said. And I don't blame Seamus for saying what he said at all. You know, yeah, you're not going to just kill traditional consoles off like that. This with hardcore gamers like us are just not having it yet. Well, I you think. know what? Obviously, you know, you made a great point where you don't think the technology is there. Uh, traditional gaming still is incredibly important. I don't mm -hmm. think that goes away even in even in the next decade, folks. Probably not. I think we'll have to have one of those ready player one type situations before yeah. we're ready to let go of traditional consoles, you know? We could just plug ourselves in or something like that. I don't know, cyberpunk style. But yeah, it, it, the biggest issue was it's not it's lack of a dedicated, um, you know, console or whatever. And then obviously, too, like when people say this thing and they try to shift the blame to Microsoft, it's silly. You can't argue that for Google. Google is a trillion dollar company. Hell, they made, I believe, 200 plus billion in their last fiscal year. So it's like they have the money. It's not like they don't have the funds to do what they needed to do. They just weren't really dedicated to doing it. And, you know, and I, I think once they saw the, you know, the losses they would have to actually get into gaming, you know, it takes billions to do that. So I think they were like, nah, that's enough. We'll, we'll focus this on everything. And it's, and it's kind of par for the course for Google. It's not the first thing they've killed off like that. So, uh, you know, it is what it is, but no, I, it's funny seeing Seamus say that. It absolutely was, uh, but you know it's it's fine. Uh, like I said, he he said what he said. I I'm all for it. I I, I love seeing his brashness. I, I think that there's room for um, this kind of rhetoric, uh, especially as someone that uh, you know was responsible for creating the Xbox. Uh, and obviously, you know, Sadie getting out there, throwing all traditional consoles underneath the bus with the with the you know with the with the gift that they put out there. Well, they kind of um uh you know set themselves up for failure so to speak but let's let's get into the big topic folks uh and why you have tuned in because we're going to be talking about jim ryan now obviously it has been reported by vgc 
um, that Jim Ryan went over to the European Commission to uh, try and sell his doomsday scenario thoughts and theories regarding what happens um, when Microsoft, and I say when, not if, because at this point, it's hard to imagine, ladies and gentlemen, that this deal is going to be held up by anything Jim Ryan has to say, simply because all you have to do is pull up anything that uh, that Sony has done in the last 24 months, and it makes them look like, like crooks, right? It makes them look like the bad guys because, like I said, they have overcharged um, – well, I mean, again, I, I don't have to do this, but I think it really does put context to what Microsoft is doing versus what Sony has done, right? Microsoft is going to change the industry and make gaming more affordable for everyone, right? The cost or the price of admission with their plans for the future of this is incredibly relevant to the conversation, right? Microsoft is already has something that's 10 for console only, 15 for ultimate in regards to Xbox Game Pass. And they're somehow going to lower the cost even more by allowing you and four friends. And that's, see, that's the interesting theory that no one is really talking about. They could have easily said it is just a family pass, meaning that you, they, they, that you might have to, it might have to be family members. But they have expanded that to friends and family. And that means that four buddies and yourself for 25 bucks a month, and obviously all with all the cash apps that are all over the place, Zelle, you name it, here, there, and everywhere, PayPal, you can send your five dollars to your buddy Jim. Well, not Jim Ryan, because Jim is not he's not a supporter, but you can send it to your 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 friend. Hey, here's your five dollars for the month. And everyone is will experience the same game pass ultimate that the next friend in that in that you know, that five, that five person tier is experiencing. You're not sharing perks. You're not, you know, Hey, Hey John, I'm going to jump on. So, you know, I'm going to play for three hours and I'll jump off so you can get back on. No, everyone is going to experience the game, uh, their games, how they want to experience it. And it's, 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 it's mind boggling to think that this is actually going to happen on top of the fact that one of the stories I had pulled from the store from, from here is the fact that, um, there was a place where you can get an Xbox Series X for 230 bucks. It's an open box, sure, but it came with a warranty and everything. I have a strong suspicion that this console is dropping to 250 uh, over the holiday, and they're going to launch this program, and it's, and it's just going to break records left and right. But before we get into Jimmy Boy, let's talk about for a hot second what was reported again from VGC on Friday. Where they says that where they where the where the title lead title story says this, folks. Microsoft files its case for Activision acquisition with EU co uh, competition regulators. The European Commission has set an, a a, prof, a provisional deadline for November eighth to rule on the deal. My and and they continue in a filing on Friday. The European com, uh, Competition Watchdog uh, uh, Group confirmed. It has set a provisional deadline for November 8th to clear the $68.7 billion deal or choose to enter a second, more detailed investigation on the phases. 
And it says this, over the coming weeks, the European Commission or the ECU will analyze the deal during what's called phase one review. And this is uh, this is a direct quote from the Financial Times who reported on this from the EU probers. And they say it's a big deal. It's a difficult, a difficult deal. Uh, And this comes from a Brussels source familiar with the transactions, told the publication it needs to be an an intensive, an extensive investigation. Not surprising. We've heard this from Microsoft. We've heard this from everyone. We've heard it from Hoaglaw saying that he's still 70-30 on the deal. I'm more of 80-20, but I'm not a lawyer, so I'm just, you know, maybe it's my fandom coming through. I think what Microsoft is doing in order to open the door to gamers everywhere, of every ilk, of every financial background, of every gaming type, from mobile to um, to console to PC, they are doing everything in their power, folks, to make it affordable. To in, the, the, One of the biggest things that I love about Microsoft, and you can call me a stan, you can call me a fanboy, is the way that they treat their gamers, right? Rather than being exclusive. And that's how PlayStation feels, folks. PlayStation feels very exclusive. And we've seen that with what happened with their recent PlayStation Stars thing, right? Another black eye for Sony. They go out and they release this Stars program and Tier 4 gets you better customer service than me. And we just found out through data mining that there's a fifth tier. It's called the Diamond Tier, and it's invite only. What does that get you? I don't know, but it's probably going to get you better than four. And in order to get four, you have to buy four full-price games at 70 bucks and get 128 rare trophies. Do you know how hard it is for 128 rare trophies? Now, is is that every year? Do we have to do that? Or is it once you get it, you're locked in? I, I, I honestly don't know because like Sony... They don't tell you much. They kind of just fumble around in the dark. And when you ask questions, they just shoot out an answer. That's not what Microsoft is doing here. Microsoft is changing the game. That's why I think this is going to go through, because they're not going to up the ante in regards to pricing. They're not going to price gouge you and lock Call of Duty behind, you know, three uh, steel doors and say, okay, to get to here, it's five. To get there, it's an extra 15. And oh, by the way, when you get to door three, it's another 30. Tough titty. They're not doing that. So that is what happened on Friday. And then we learned that Jim Ryan, crying dance moves Jim Ryan, has gone over there to the EU, flew out to Brussels personally to stake his claim on how bad this deal is for gamers. But he's really talking about his gamers in regards to PlayStation This is going to be a heavy conversation. I want to go first to Daniel, who did an incredible video talking about how Sony is literally killing themselves. What are your thoughts and what could Brian actually have said that could potentially change this deal? I, Man, like, so topic one in in the video that I just did was how Jim Ryan just keeps saying and doing the wrong things like he he is a walking pr nightmare right it, every time this man goes outside and he says something about about xbox or even says you know make some promise and then backtracks on it like it has been a long time since he has said something that i 
even remotely enjoyed, right? And so I'm not surprised by this, right? He's he's going out and he's he's continuing to to cry to whoever will listen about how you know uh, PlayStation is PlayStation's in the hole. PlayStation can't can't survive this. What what do we do without without Call of Duty? We have nothing that can compete with Call of Duty. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, hey, guess what? For the last ten years, I've been hearing how Xbox has nothing that can compete with God of War. So like, welcome to the conversation, Jim. Like, it's. It's just so funny to me that that because the biggest argument that I see in favor of him doing these things is people being like, well, he has to defend the brand. He has to go out and he has to do everything he can to to like make sure PlayStation is getting what it needs and like, you know, protect them. And it's like, it's his fiduciary agreement. He has a fiduciary agreement. Like, (laughs) oh, my God. And it's like, okay, I understand what you're saying. And you're not wrong when you say that. Like, it is his job to defend the slanderous one. (laughs) it like it is his job to defend playstation like that's part of it but there's a way to do that without making playstation look weak you know like imagine you're a shareholder at playstation right now like one of the big ones right and you're seeing that they are down almost 50 percent since last year right and then on top of that the man in charge of the most profitable section of sony is going door to door asking for favors right he's going out and he's saying we have nothing that can compete we're so weak we're done we can't do this we, we suck he's going he's going out into the middle of town square and just filling his diaper like it's it's not it's not a good look right if i'm a shareholder and i see that it's not going to instill me with any level of confidence in that company right it's not going to make me be like oh i'm really glad i'm invested in playstation right now like it's just not right it's going to make it so that if somebody like an Apple or a Google or an Amazon rolls up and is like, hey, we'll clean that diaper and give you $40 million or whatever, like, you know, what it, what, are, what are they marketed at now? Like 40, 40 billion, 50 billion, somewhere in there? Yeah. Like, like a doable amount for any of those companies. Uh, like if they, if they rolled up to me at this point, I'd be like, yeah, hey, that's your problem now. I'm going to go invest in anything else. <laughs> like it's. Yeah. It's so strange to me that he thinks this is a good idea because him going to to all these trade commissions, it's not going to affect anything, right? He's one guy who is the direct competition and he's the guy in first place and he's saying, I really don't want to have to compete with these guys. And any trade commission worth their salt will be like, our entire job is to make sure that you have to, right? And so it's like, I don't understand what he thinks he's going to get out of this. He might get some like very minor agreements on paper that probably Phil would have signed anyway. Like things like, Oh, we'll keep call of duty on PlayStation or whatever. Right. Um, and it's just, it makes no sense to me. Like, I just don't understand him, him doing this. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, like I said, we know that he what he said uh, in regards to the Brazilian regulators because that that was that document was made public because that is how the Brazilian government works. Uh, we then learned that he went and had a, a big conversation and what he had to say to uh, the CMA out of the UK. Uh, and uh, we did, you know, obviously we talked on this program many times that uh, someone actually had mentioned and I, I don't remember who it was said so it's it, this smells like collusion. And I will say that not so much with the EU, what they had to say, because they, they, it was very, very cut and dry and very, you know, what you would expect a government agency to say. 
it's what the CMA said that made that made you made you suggest that maybe there was some sort of collusion because Absolutely. the way you know they they put out those tweets with the block emoji mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's that was in very very poor taste. I think that um, Brad Smith and their law and their legal team are going to just eat that up for breakfast because I mean like who does that? I mean, was that done by a 19-year-old? I mean, that that, that shouldn't. That, I mean, I, I would I would imagine that's. I, I would be embarrassed. If in fact, that was the case that you're putting out this this very heavy, you know, seventy billion dollar situation to have a 19-year-old put out the uh, something with block emojis. Like I I don't know what was happening there. Um, at the end of the day, folks, uh, and you've heard me say this before. You've heard many people say this before. Heck, whole law, a friend of this program has said it, um, in order for this deal to be blocked, there has to be proven that the Microsoft lied in some of their documentation, which we know that they didn't. Um, and it, they also, and, and the government agencies that would set up to block this deal would have to prove that this deal is bad for the industry. It's going to somehow damper or, or hurt competition, which we know that it's not. Uh, Microsoft just put out this incredible website dedicated folks to the deal where not only is there PowerPoint uh, uh, graphics there so you can see what the industry is broken down into this giant funnel, but it has all of the conversations and videos. I will add that to the show notes. We're not talking about that today. We're going to get into that heavily on Friday's Breakfast with Boom. Um, But listen, the deal is going to go through. Now, is the deal going to uh, be done this year? No, it is not. I, I actually thought it might be, but the more I hear about this, the more that this is going to get first looks and second looks and potentially even a third look in some locations. This is a big deal. They have to they have to cross all the T's. They have to dot all the I's. Uh, and uh, if, if this gets if this deal gets done, um, uh, you know, like first quarter of 2023, uh, we're going to see Microsoft immediately then go and start, uh, uh, you know, having the bean counter say, well, "Okay, what's what's left in cash?" Because we're going back to buy X, Y, and Z. And I think that what you'll see is the the investment in Japan. That's where we're going to see that. But uh, you know what? Let, let's get Josh sixty four or N sixty four Josh into this. Josh, look. Jim Ryan is out there. He's making the rounds. Now, I know a lot of people call him a rat. People call him, you know, he's telling all he's telling you, he's telling the teacher. This is what he has to do. He, he, he is the lead for Sony uh, regarding PlayStation. He has to go out there and, and plant as many seeds as he can to try and get this deal changed. Is that going to help? The answer is no, it is not. I don't think anything he could personally say is going to change it, especially considering the behavior the bad behavior or the bad actor behavior that him himself and sony have done over the course of this last 24 months it has not been business as usual uh sony has gone out of their way to kill xbox we know that for an absolute fact and now well we know that they're in a bit they're in a bit of a pickle what are your thoughts on jim ryan going to the eu and uh crying about this deal Jimmy, I have a message for you, and this will work. This is this is you. You need to call up Phil, okay? Call up Phil and just be like, "Look, as long as you give us all of the remasters from Activision on the PlayStation, 
we're still going to be go. happy. Everybody will be happy. We just need the remasters. That's our bread and butter. We're going to be good to go. Bring on the salt. All right. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's. So you're saying the remake, the, the, the remaster station is what you're calling it. <laughs> uh, me, me. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I mean, th- I mean, you get modern warfare two remastered this year i mean come on they're 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 throwing you a bone here be you should be excited about it at the end of the day we why do i want this deal to go through it has nothing to do with with sony winning microsoft winning no it's about gamers winning right if this like we've seen we've seen through the years if you've been if you've been a gamer for a long time like most of us on this panel Boom and I, especially very long time, we've got to watch companies like Atari come and go. We got to watch Nintendo and Sega duke it out in the 90s while Sega fought for over 50% of the market share. We we got to see Sony come in, be the new kid on the block, and really dominate for uh, their second. the, The PS2 was a force to be reckoned with, right? And then they stood like the mighty Casey and didn't swing at the first two strikes. And they struck out eventually getting back, right? Eventually still getting up to, to, to Xbox 360 numbers. Then we watched Xbox with the success of the 360 fumble the ball. And we saw the PlayStation four come in and, and do amazing. Now we're seeing Xbox step up and put, the pressure to sony this is where sony should be stepping up this is where jim ryan should be calling up phil and being like yo how'd you do it and can you give me some give me some pointers here because they can't be they can't and they can't just be following xbox they need to be they need to be pushing forward they they like their their streaming service needs to be better than game pass that's what needs to happen here. And that's what's going to happen. If they, they're going to try, they're going to try to use the, 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 that brand equity to offer a lesser product and still have their, their fan base paying, paying 70 bucks for, for new games. But eventually, other than the people on Twitter that think their opinions matter and have fun on Twitter, it's fine. But just remember, it's, it's, it's just an opinion. That's it. It's not going it, to it at the end of the day, gamers are losing by what Jim Ryan is doing. He needs to step up to the plate. He needs to lead that company to figure out a way just like Phil did with during the Xbox one era so that gamers benefit from it. That's, that's how you win in this business. And, and what he's doing right now is like, he's, he's, he's like the, 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 the rich kid you know, that didn't get picked first for kickball. And he's like, wait guys, I got, I got the nicest ball. I got, you can come play in my backyard, but, but the, people are losing interest. Right. And it, he, I, I want to see him step up for gamers. I I'm going to play whatever, whatever comes out, whatever, you know, eventually I'll set up my PS five, but it's about that competition. What can he do to get Phil to, to then have to to fight back 
right? That's that's where we win. Right now, Phil's just laughing like we've we've got this. And I, I want to see I want to see either Jim get kicked out and get somebody in there that's gonna that's gonna get in the trenches and and turn this thing into a to an actual bloodbath so that the gamers win. Or Sony's gonna kind of be a laughing stock, right? Look at Nintendo. They just did their own thing. They're just like, forget it. We're not going to, we're not gonna be in competition with 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 Sony and we're gonna it with Sony and Xbox. We're gonna create essentially a console that everybody's gonna own with those other consoles so that they can take it on, they can take it on the go. They're they've already dominated the handheld market. They put Sony out of out of business with the handheld market. And and so they continue to innovate and look what they're doing. They're on track to for record numbers with the switch. So it's time, like as much as I would love to just see, you know, Sony doing amazing right now. The way it looks to all of us is that they need to step up their game. This, and it has nothing to do with this being an Xbox show or it's just as a gamer, I want to see them step up. I want to see them do something that's going to get me going I want to put my money into into Sony. Right now, there's just not a lot not a lot happening, especially with as many games that are out there right now. As little time as we have to game, because of how much content is now available to us, this is not a time for them to 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 sit back. This is where they need to be really innovating, really trying to to strike and and show that they they I mean they got there. They did it with the PS4, but Xbox's Xbox Xbox strikes back. So it's time for it's time for Sony to step up to the plate. And if it if it doesn't happen, maybe we'll see uh, Sony exclusives on the Xbox. Or at some point, may, yeah, yeah may, maybe they become a publisher like uh, like Sega. King David, good friend of the program, great friend of mine, and of course, uh, the community has been saying that for a while. Uh, we we Umbra, I want to grab your opinion on this. Listen, you know we 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 make, we make fun of Jim Ryan and his his shenanigans. Uh, Josh brought up some great points in his video about him just being a walking talking PR nightmare. Daniel, not me. Just, Daniel, not me. Uh, did I say Josh? Daniel, I it's apologize okay. for that. Um, I'll I, say I, it I, again too. Yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> I, I apologize for that, Daniel. No, you're um, fine. Uh, but uh, Umbra, listen. Regardless of who Jim Ryan goes knocking on doors for, uh, there is little to suggest that this deal is going to doom gaming, as if as the picture he has painted earlier uh, in the in, the, in in a few weeks ago, where Call of Duty not being on uh, PlayStation, which both you know Brad Smith and uh, Phil Spencer. And uh, Satya Nadal have all said they're not taking it away. They offered them an extended three-year deal, and they would come back to the table because things change in those three years. Maybe Call of Duty falls off a cliff. Maybe it's not as popular anymore. It's unlikely, but you know, maybe they then go to rather than every year, every other year. And if if uh, the two games from both Infinity Ward. And uh, the uh, the other developer, oh my god, why am I why am I drawing a bank? Infinity Ward is working on a space first person shooter, and there's an, another um, team is working on a new IP. If those two new IPs hit from these Call of Duty developers, maybe they're not inclined to put out one every 
uh, every year, every two years. Maybe they make it every three years because Warzone is going to exist. That's going to be where it's at. It's going to be its bread and butter. It's going to make bank for everyone. They're, they're about to release um, uh, uh, that, a version of that for mobile. That's going to make bank for sure. Um, do you think anything Jim Ryan could legitimately go and cry about is going to change the outlook of this deal? I imagine that uh, Jim Ryan ran to the regulators and spoke to them and said, listen, listen here, old chaps. We're all homeboys, literally. We're all here from from the EU. Listen, outside of PlayStation having such a rich history with Call of Duty, Microsoft, they're the big bad wolf. We cannot have this. (laughs) You cannot allow You're hearing literally... Uh, word to word for what happened inside those oil. How did you find that out, Umber? How did you find that out? Well, I did some digging. So I okay, I, I set a bug on them, and this is the rest of the recording right here. <laughs> now, listen, chaps. I don't mean to be, you know, rude, but you have to stop this. You can't allow this to go through. Now, I will point out, outside of the revenue that we're going to lose if they take this away from us, you can't do this to me. I'm Jim Ryan. But beside that, look at the cloud gaming. We don't have that. That's Microsoft. That is unfair. That is unfair to Sony, don't you see? Okay, I'm sorry. That's enough. Yeah, the thing is, I don't think they have much. (laughs) I'm sorry. By the way, that was genius. But genius, genius, genius. Thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) I'm sorry. Why so serious in the chat is saying the whisper. The whisper. (laughs) I can imagine him going to them. Listen, you cannot allow this. Don't you do this to me. Uh, I'm going to need Umbra as my GPS. (laughs) I agree. Turn right. 400 meters, turn left. No, but can you imagine, though, him going to them and speaking to them like that and like, you know, like Shakespearean almost, Game of Thrones-esque. This is, we cannot let this stand. We are England. God lay, God praise the queen. I can't imagine them him speaking any other way. So I think the only angle that Sony can argue is honestly the cloud gaming. And and as you pointed out, boom, uh, Hogalog spoke on that way back, and he said that's probably the angle they would likely take because they can't argue market share and things of the nature. Sony beats Microsoft there, right? Uh, and then Nintendo obviously d- dominates over both. As far as, um, you know, in general placing placement, I think Sony makes the most as far as actual dollar sales, I believe. But the thing is, is like the only angle they have is approach is really attacking. uh, (laughs) Is really attacking cloud. That's it. And I don't think that's enough. I don't think that's enough to stop Microsoft in anything here. So I can't imagine anything but him being like. I don't know. Jim Ryan does. He does kind of strike me as kind of a, you know, I don't want to, let me not say thuggish, but he does kind of, he does kind of strike me as somebody that might walk in a room and have a cigar in his mouth or something like that. Like, yeah, so I'm here now. Yeah. I don't know why my voice is sounding like Jason Staten, but listen here. Oi, we're not having it, eh? You cancel this deal or I'll cancel you. You understand me? I love it. I love it. This is the way it's going to be, eh? You tell Microsoft and Phil Spencer in particular, 
this deal cease nothing of the light of day. Or you have to answer to me. Do you understand? I know where you live. No, it seems like he'll probably talk to them that way. I don't know. I'm just being real. <laughs> is he gonna is he gonna is he gonna cancel them with a dance off? What's what's, what's going on here? <laughs> You'll be dancing with the fishes. You watch yourself, Peterson. <laughs> no, I, I imagine as much as we make fun of old Jim Ryan, I, I feel like the man probably walks in there calling the shots. I'm gonna be honest with you. And boom, you hit it on the head when you said it felt like collusion with the CMA situation. I feel it did seem a little like a little biased, honestly. It really did. It read like a it read like something PlayStation Sony would have wrote to me, honestly. Uh if anything. Well, they did use a lot of the same um terminology that was used from Brazil. So a lot of it felt like it was cut and paste. Yeah. Yeah, it did. So I, I don't know. It's it's all hilarious at this point. I know a lot of people are probably tired of hearing about it. Listen. I'll be honest with you. As greedy as I am for Microsoft to grab all these acquisitions, I wish they would have grabbed, you know, WB Games, the CD yeah, Project. A lot of people did yeah. first, like because I knew once I heard about this, it was not going to be something that was too quick. So I, I remember one time we were all talking about, do you think it could end or close? You know, you know, in the next few months, I was like, mm, I don't see Sony letting this one go too easy. I mm. could see them fighting for it, and that that end up being the case i mean so i think it will close i just don't think it'll be this year unfortunately but i think all of that that crying that he's doing is not going to stop anything that worst case scenario from what my understanding is that it would just be like let's say the worst case he, they couldn't sell the game for instance microsoft couldn't sell to get the products i believe in in the eu which is major don't get me wrong but i you know but they still would have it so I don't know. I just don't think it'll get to that type of extreme. Yeah. So I, I don't know outside of him, you know, doing some type of underhanded bribery to them, to the regulators I, outside of that. And I'm not saying that's the case, but uh, if outside of that, I can't see them stopping anything, you know, honestly, and I think Microsoft lawyers know exactly what they're doing and they're going to, you know, nail those one home, honestly. Yeah, I, I agree. I, like I said, I, I know that he's got to do that. He's got to get out there. He's got to cop for uh, for Sony because that's that's his position. He is uh, CEO of PlayStation. He's required to get out there and try and put a kibosh on this deal. Uh, otherwise, he'd be letting down his shareholders. I don't think that's going to be the case at all. I think that at the end of the day, there's something to be said about Microsoft doing all of this PR work and having all of these, you know, the, the, again, the, the most important thing for Microsoft is taking gaming and making it affordable for everyone, allowing for everyone of every station to be a part of the conversation. Uh, and uh, Sony has not done uh, their, their, their due diligence, in my opinion, to, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, allow for the fan base of every ilk to be a part of the conversation. We've seen that uh, with the way that they did their streaming service, um, you know, $18, you know, as opposed to 15. And it's going to be even cheaper when you consider that at some point during the fall, Microsoft is going to uh, launch the uh, family and friends plan where it's going to give people, uh, again, for $5 a month, you're going to be able to have the same experience as the other person sharing that subscription with you. It's, it's, it's unheard of. 
uh, and Sony finds themselves in a bit of a, a in a bit of a pickle. Uh, I, I think that uh, again, you have to prove that this deal is going to stifle competition. And like I said, all you have to do is go look at at the website that Microsoft just uh, broke down. Now, is it corporate? Is it corporate related? Is it corporate motivated? Of course, it is. They're a business, right? But at the same time, they do break it down in such a way where it is very digestible for people that who don't understand the business like the podcasters do. Like we're in this. We're we're totally in this because obviously we do this uh, every day, uh, you know, seven days a week, or at least I do five days a week. So we have a really good understanding as to what is happening as opposed to maybe some of the regulators who really don't know about, you know, what's going on with Sony, what they have done, what Microsoft is doing for the industry, because what they're doing is changing the industry. That's, that's here nor there. But look, we still have 30 minutes, folks. And who am I to shortchange the 500 people, the near 500 people that are here uh, from another topic? And, and this one comes the way, folks, of good friend of the community, great friend of mine, Colt Eastwood. Obviously, him, him and Gaz killed it last night on the new episode of XNC. Well, he put out a tweet yesterday, folks on the heels of the announcement that Horizon Zero Dawn, a game that is just five years old, is getting a remaster, a $70 remaster for the PlayStation 5. Um, and he wrote this, folks, and it's slanderous. It's, 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 it's cheeky. It's edgy. It's what I love about Colt Eastwood. He writes this. Simply, not a remaster in sight. Avowed, Outer Worlds 2, Pentiment, Grounded, Everwild, Starfield, Redfall, Indiana Jones, Elder Scrolls 6, Forza, Her, uh, Senua Saga, Mara, Project Mara, Cobalt, Project Cobalt, Co- Project Midnight, Contraband, State of the K3, Dragon, uh, uh, Minecraft Legends, Fable, Gear 6, Perfect Dark, Fallout, and he adds a couple of dots, meaning that he could have just kept going. Uh, I want to get the panel members because you heard what I had to say yesterday on the new episode of the Xbox Lunch Break Special, which is the new and fifth show added to Double Barrel Gaming, which is on Mondays at 12 p.m. Um, when you when you hear someone like Cold Eastwood, who has a, an, a vested interest in Xbox, but he does play everything much like many people on this panel, um, and he breaks it down as a uh, as simplistic as well not a not a remake in sight when you see what my what, what sony has become they have become the remake station you know they did it with uh ghost of tsushima with with a uh, you know the the game of the year edition they did it with uh they just did it with the last of us they're doing it with horizon they've done it with spider-man 2018 they continue to listen. No one is taking away how incredible these games are. They're all incredible first party experiences, but there are experiences that we have already experienced. At least I have. I don't need a remake of Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't need a remake of a game that's not only that's just five years old. It, it, it is pretty incredible that the, these remakes are not only coming out, but they're coming out at full bolt, 70 bucks, and they're motivated behind getting people to buy these games again because they have shows coming out, right? Like we know, we know for a fact 
that the Last of Us show is coming. The trailer looked amazing, to be honest with you. And we know that Horizon is um, is is is, is going to have its own show, which which is a little weird because it doesn't take place during Aloy's timeline. So I don't know why they would be motivated to do a remake of a PS4 game that has a PS5 uh, edition already. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's the first of us. It's before the last of us. Yes, the first. There you go. There you go. I, I love it. Uh, listen, Josh. The first of us. The first of us. That's good stuff. <laughs> Josh, let's get your opinion on this. Look, uh, I want your opinion on you know the remake announcement yesterday, which of course is a rumor. Sony hasn't officially pulled this out, but we did get confirmation from VGC. Uh, Andy uh, said that he confirmed uh, the story with his sources. Uh, this was originally uh, reported by Wario64, who is uh, someone that I trust and someone that always has their ear to the floor. So uh, I'm counting it as fact for right now. And, and if I'm wrong, I'll take the knee. It's not a problem. What are your thoughts on this, dude? Like the fact that you know, Microsoft is, uh, you know, in, in the, on the cusp of 2023 being one of the biggest years in Xbox gaming history with all new IPs. Uh, coming out uh, and 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 you know follow up games sequels to you know some of their best IPs. When you look at Sony, Sony kind of is stuck in reverse here. What what are your thoughts on this? I mean, we just talked about him, right, Jim Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> so, what what are, what are what are they doing? What like it's you've never seen. I can't remember a time in, in, in gaming history where we've just seen like so much filler, yeah. you know, like we we've got, we've got these games that are running on, on the current gens at, you know, 4k 60. And they're going to add a few other, a few other things here and there to, to justify another full price purchase. Like, you know, I could see something like a collection, like uncharted, you know, and, and seeing like, seeing stuff like that where like or like the mc you know master chief collection where it's a a a a a, you know a massive collection of of games but just to see a game that's like just a handful like just a couple years old yeah what are they what are they what are they doing and i mean uh, i don't i don't i don't understand i i can't understand anybody like backing it anybody being being thrilled about it when it's like you know the the conversation for the longest time was like xbox doesn't have games and we're going to get to the point that playstation only has remasters you know i saw i I made the joke in the last segment and somebody in chat was yo somebody said they just need to give uh give playstation the remaster pass right and they'll (laughs) they'll be they'll be they'll be good to go but but again it goes back to my point this is not this isn't for this is this is clearly for shareholders. Yes. This is this is clearly for the the business side and what, you know, what was their plan going into this year? Is they like are we are we were they relying so heavily on third party that that that's why that's why Jim is 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 so upset about this Activision thing even though they're going to, you know, it's probably really not going to be a big dent in the playstation side of things until potentially even the next generation at this point like it 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 will be so they should have time to to innovate and and get you know get more get more ip maybe look at some smaller studios that they can get get under their belt and 
it's it's just odd though it's like they're looking at their roadmap and they're like well we can't fill this space let's just remake games from from last generation and it's very it's very odd and it's not it's it's not what we it's not what we need i mean for me having missed out on everything on the ps4 cool maybe that's the the route i'll go but they're also giving me the majority of these games that they're they're remaking for free with the the purchase of the ps5 so that could probably be good enough for me to not have to go and drop the 70 bucks or whatever it's going to be just for a few bonus features and to have it look a little shinier and a little nicer so again it's 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 about watching like looking at sony and saying what what is what is happening here put out some put out some new stuff we like they're probably looking at Nintendo. maybe they're looking at nintendo and nintendo's released a ton of wii u games but the wii u sold 13 million consoles and had some fantastic games that that the majority of the switch owners didn't experience on the wii u and so that's why it works so well they were fantastic games that needed to be in the hands of more people but you're talking about like it's not like i could put a wii u disc into the switch where i can put the playstation 4 disc right into the ps5 it is it is a very it is a very strange play and again they have the brand equity why why see how far they can take it to just pinch pennies Mm -hmm. when they should be showing why they are the market leader why they why they are the you know why their count their consoles are selling more than the competition how are they going to keep that going because right now it just looks like they're on a trajectory to crash and burn and that's as a gamer that likes to just see the competition it makes me sad yeah, well, you know, uh, a lot of their gamers called for competition. Remember, we want Microsoft to compete. Now Microsoft's competing. They're competing at a high, at the highest level possible, and now Sony seems to be dragging their heels. Uh, Umbra, I want to bring you in on the conversation, but before I do, there's been so many Super Chats that i got to catch up with, and then we'll get your opinion. Dragonheart Yobi drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, Infinite Umbra, enough said, boom. Great addition to your team. He's a super solid and a great dude. Yes, 100%. I absolutely sanction that. Uh, thank you so much for the compliment. Thank you, He's brother. definitely a monster part of this team. Uh, and uh, we have uh, Thanaros, a good, a good friend of the program, generous friend of the program. He's been a channel member for talk for two years. He drops a $5 super chat and says, you didn't need to have a subscription with Stadia. You could buy games a la carte. One of the biggest misinformation passed around. See, I didn't even know that. Well, there you go. Thank you for the correction. Uh, Jacob Novick drops an additional $5 super chat and says, want to know why Stadia canceled Ko- Kojima's games because it was single player and that it, uh, that it don't do well. Phil Harrison was the final call that uh, to cancel it. Yeah. I, I just think that overall, they just, it was, they, they just knew that Stadia was dead. And I think that's why they didn't want to invest that massive amount of money into what is going to be a very expensive game. Um, hard you know what's weird about that though? Boom. Yes, sir. Sorry to interrupt, but no, that's right. They knew we they had to know that they were going to close. But yeah, they 100%. Still, but a week, two weeks before that, they had signed a deal with some uh I believe a developer to make a game. Yeah, like, I know it's would, crazy. Like, why would and, you and, even and, do that? And and they closed the doors without telling all the all the developers they were closing the exactly. doors. Exactly. Yeah. Typical Google at their absolute worst. Uh, yep. no doubt about that. Uh, but Hargeet Chani, good friend of the program, has been on primetime gaming a couple of times. 
monster member of the community and also affiliated with, of course, Game On Daily with both Asa and, of course, Gaz. He drops a very generous $10 Super Chat and has been a channel member for a month. Thank you for that. He says, Jim crying, dance moves, snitching lion. Lion Ryan doesn't like it when the shoes are on the other foot. Xbox is competing the way PlayStation did, wiping out all of their competition back in the 90s. Sony used their monies uh, as well. And I agree. I think I think you saw what they did with Sega, and now it's been potentially being done to them, and they don't like it. And, well, you know, that's competition for you. Drawn TJ drops an additional $5 super chat and says, if Sony's stock keeps declining, do you think Take-Two can, uh, can, uh, can buy Sony or merge? But Take-Two, who's in charge? Now, Take-Two doesn't want a part of that. Uh, Take-Two doesn't want no part of that. If Sony is going to be sold, it's going to be the Apple. Um, I don't think Amazon wants a part of Sony either because Amazon um, has their uh, their streaming service. I don't think it would pass because Sony has Sony Pictures. Apple does have a streaming service, but they're not technically in gaming. I don't know. It would be it would be whoever is going to buy Sony if Sony stock continues to t- tumble is is it's going to be a big deal. Uh, I don't know. Um, personally and selfishly, I do hope they get purchased so Spider-Man reverts back to uh, Marvel uh, because then that means that we can get a Spider-Man game on Xbox and it won't be tied behind any marketing deals or usage of Tom Holland or anything stupid like that. Um, but I would say outside of Amazon, Google could do it. What if they dropped out of this just it, you know, so, You know what? That's yeah. not the first time I've actually heard that, Umber. That's a great point. Some people actually said maybe mm-hmm. they drop Stadia because they, they Google intends to buy um, right. uh, Sony. I mean, SIE would it, – it's, it's definitely possible. But Gamer by Choice, who's been a member of the channel for two years – thank you for that, brother – drops a $5 super chat and says, Sony seemed afraid – Xbox will use ABK to crush them like Sony would have done if they would have had bought ABK. They are the cheater accusing others of it. Great, great point. Umbra, let's get your opinion on this. Uh, what what are, you, what are your thoughts on Cold Eastwood's tweet regarding the not a remaster in sight? Again, being very cheeky, but also being very truthful as to Sony seeming to have... Yeah. Uh, wanting to rest on their laurels and even the gaming community who usually defends them is out there saying otherwise. Yeah, it's funny. It's like you said a second ago, you said that they were like, we want Microsoft to compete. We want Xbox to compete. And then when they started to compete, they were like, not like that. So (laughs) it's funny, but it's a great turnaround. I think if you're an Xbox fan and you remember the things we've gone through from you know, from the Xbox One gen till now, at least, even not even the 360. That was our golden age right there. But I think we're headed to a new golden age. And that list that Colt put out there, it just seems almost unreal to see the turnaround that Microsoft has had when it comes to that. And it's just a tweet that Pong shared. I don't know if you all saw it, but it's hilarious. And it's by a buddy of mine, K Med on Twitter. And he says, can't wait for the for the sick 2024 PS5 lineup. I saw that. It's, it's very scandalous. Read, read it out for everyone to hear. It's, it's pretty funny. He says, Horizon Zero Dawn remastered. I, I'm, we all know that's going to happen. So that's that's one. Uncharted Legacy, uh, excuse me, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Part 2. God of War Part 1. <laughs> Babylon's Fall, Refallen. 
Returnal returned <laughs> Ratchet and Clank a rift apart again. <laughs> the Last of Us Part Two remastered. Days go on part one. Hilarious, but also so damn true. And I mean, already we've heard rumors about the Horizon Zero Dawn uh coming to PS5 being remastered. Uh, it's it's gotten to the point where it just feels like they kind of feel create, creatively bankrupt, and it's it's sad because they have so many legendary studios there that Sony doesn't have to do this, and they have so many legendary IP they're not even touching. I feel the same way when we talk about Rare and and those IP. It's like why in the world would you let that just sit there and go to waste? You have so many games you have from. Uh, outside of Ratchet and Clank, let's say, for instance, Jack and Dexter. What happened to that? Jack and Dexter was one of my all-time favorite IP. Why would you not use that? Boom, I know you talked about SOCOM before. Where's SOCOM? Why would you not put money and investment into that? You can make that a great single-player campaign if they really wanted to and give it a multiplayer component. Why is that not being out there? We don't know anything, actually, outside of Spider-Man 2 and, and Wolverine to come for PlayStation going forward right now. And of course, you know, the upcoming God of War, Ragnarok. So it's, it's, it's if you look at what they're offering and versus what Microsoft is offering, clearly the Xbox offers the prettier and more well-rounded vision. And, and that's the one thing I've loved about the turnaround from, you know, the last gen. It's clearly a, a very concerted effort. And it seems like Sony kind of rested on their laurels and, I don't know if I would I would call it necessarily, um, you know, them being greedy because I, I worded it that way before. It is a bit of greed, but it's definitely lazy. Uh, it, it seems because they know what works for them, so we're just going to re- send this remaster out to them. And this and this is a thing I'll say. We can only blame Sony so much. These fans, our Hoove brothers, you all going to have to take some of this blame. You're going to have to take that L. You all gave us $70 games, and they can try to say, well, other people were doing it too. Nah, Sony, Sony did it that. first, brother. Sony, yes, Sony, Sony opened up the door for that. Absolutely. Sony led that movement. Other studios and such and publishers followed. So my thing is, if the market leader is doing it, of course other people are going to be like, yeah, well, hey, you think they're going to argue to not charge $70? No, they want to do that. So it's up to PlayStation fans. And we've been saying this for a while, a lot of Xbox guys have pointed out. We like we pointed out last time we talked about this. When Microsoft tried to raise the price of Xbox Live Gold, we gave it to them immediately, immediately, and they overturned it in eight hours. Not even full 24 hours before that was overturned. Whenever they give us something that we don't like, or whenever things are not going the way we want them to, we complain. Sony fans, however being loyalists and and i get why sony has delivered great games i get it but instead of them actually looking at what things that value that values for them at least for a customer value they look at it like we have to protect sony and jim ryan's yacht i don't understand it and it makes now is that jamaican jim ryan that yeah that's the jamaican jim ryan oh oh yes hey man but um (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's I like sad. King David. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sad right there that they would continuously make room for Sony to get over on them. And part of why Sony can only do this because they know their fans are going to support it. PlayStation fans, stop supporting this nonsense. Yeah. You all have to be tired of that too. 
I have a PlayStation 5. I don't want just remasters all the time. I've played these games. Give me something new. They have plenty of IPs. It's, it's, it's just silly not to at least bring back older IP that they, they're not even using at this point. It's sad. Yeah. It, it, it Indeed, it is. Actually, I responded to KMED uh, on there, and I said uh, this. That is why that, that this is what PlayStation looks like they have committed to, and it's small-minded when considering the massive amount of legacy IP SIE has at their disposal, i.e., Motorstorm, Twisted Metal, SOCOM, Sly Cooper, and Jack and Daxter, just to name a few. Uh let, let's let's bring in um Daniel and then we'll get everyone out of here. Daniel, this is this is a conversation that is going to, I think, run rampant the next couple of days. Uh, and uh, Sony has put themselves in the corner, so to speak. Uh, the fact that this has come out, that a game that's not even j- that just hit five years old is getting a remastered edition when there is a PlayStation 5 version that you had to pay for an upgrade and they're going to legitimately try and charge you 70 bucks for. And there is, again, there is rumor that there's a multiplayer aspect. But the question is, is that multiplayer aspect being added? Is that a part of it? Is that something that is going to come out separately for an additional 70 bucks? Well, I couldn't tell you because, well, we don't really know. Uh, and uh, at this point, we do know that they are uh, that there are 12 gas games in development games mm-hmm. as a service for Sony, some of which were broken down by Herman Holtz today, which, again, we will be talking about tomorrow evening on Primetime Gaming, exactly what Herman Holtz had to say. And again, this was information that, well, diehards didn't want to hear and that's why I think he's going to get a lot of smoke for it. But what are your thoughts on the remaster of Horizon? But more importantly, the fact that they continue to do this instead of attacking and releasing legacy IP. So I don't want to get like too upset about it, right? Because right now, as far as I'm aware, it's just a, a rumor, right? Like we don't know 100% that this is a thing that's for sure going to happen. So I don't want to put like every egg in this basket at the moment. The problem is that because of their sort of recent history with things like Last of Us Part One and even even like the Spider-Man remaster, right, is is that this is very believable. And I feel like that's sort of a problem where it's like my I don't have a problem with them doing remasters, right? I think remasters certainly have a place in the games industry. And you know, I don't even necessarily begrudge them for doing this, right? Because it's that sort of thing where it's like if you're stupid enough to buy to spend $70 on a game that you probably already own, then that's on you, right? Like, I'm not your dad, and, I'm, and I don't share a bank account with you, so that's your problem, right? You're I've my got, dad. Like, <laughs> oh, no. Like, you know, it's just not, it's just not my issue, right? Uh, my problem is that, like, why remaster this, right? Like, there's so many, like... Because I've seen the argument that it's like, oh, this is taking up a slot from like the the normal big games. And I don't necessarily think that's true, right? Like we know that Spider-Man 2 is coming. We know that there's a lot of other things coming down the pipe. My problem is like, if we had a slot set aside to do a remaster in the release schedule, why Horizon, right? Like there are so many other things I would rather have seen remastered, right? Like why are we not getting that Bloodborne remaster that everyone has wanted for years, (laughs) that I want so bad because it doesn't run well. Like it doesn't even really run particularly well on the PS5. Like it needs a remaster pretty bad. Um, Or like, you know, we're out here, like they're out here, they're talking about like 
they can't compete with Call of Duty. They don't have any like big multiplayer things. Like, why are they not spending this time remastering something like SOCOM or like doing a, a Resistance remastered collection or, or just starting a full like remake trilogy? Because I think those ones are old enough that you should probably just completely remake them. You know, um, it, it's it's baffling to me that we're doing remasters of games that are still very present in the zeitgeist. Like there's still games that people, people are still playing those games for the first time. Right. And it's so weird to me to like, and now here's this new version of it when it's like, okay, but like, if you're wanting to, to build up your, your sort of IP library, you should be going back to the things that you've held onto for all this time and not done anything with like, I, like, okay. So they're making a twisted metal tv show but there hasn't been a twisted metal game in what like a decade like do a remaster collection of those right just to hype it up like, i i would them, i look i'll be the first one maybe i'm part of the problem here daniel i would gladly pay full boat for <laughs> twisted metal black one of my favorites in the series yeah it's you know it I just there's so many better options I feel like than Horizon because I know you can make the same argument for Horizon right like there's a TV show coming out for Horizon 2 and so like having that remaster come out could bolster it up but like we already have Forbidden Dawn which just came out so like it's still very present in the conversation and we'll probably have DLC for that by the time that the show comes out or around the same time that the show comes out so I don't know that we need this especially since the show is not going to be about that time period I don't know it's just I don't understand I don't understand why specifically this game and I don't understand why everyone is like defending it. Like I understand people being okay with like, Hey, we're doing remasters. Like, don't worry about it. There's going to be these other games, but at the same time, it's like, but like, why this? Like, why now? You know what I mean? It, it feels like they just need a really easy thing to make. That's going to bring some money in because I mean we've all seen it on Twitter. There's all the people who are like, "Oh, I'll pay ninety dollars for a game. I don't care. I don't, I don't care that I've already played it twice." Like, you know, there are the people who will buy it and it will make money, um, and I think that's honestly part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, if their their community is going to shell out the money, I, I know I saw a couple of quotes from people actually saying that Daniel, uh, I'll pay eighty bucks for it because it's it's quality. Well, good on you for that. Um, I just want to address a, a, a comment in here. David Jack, first of all, brother, welcome to the program. He says EA is charging 70 bucks for Dead Space Remake on Xbox. And here's the difference with that. First of all, that game released in 2008. So, again, I'm not a mathematician by any stretch of the truth. We are coming up on the fact that that game is over a decade old at, at minimum, right? This remake is an actual like full-on Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Res uh, uh, Final Fantasy 7 remake. So it, it, it's, it's much different than Horizon getting a, a remastered uh, when it already has a PlayStation 5 version that people had to pay extra bucks for instead of it just being upgraded for free like Smart Delivery does for Xbox. So... They're, they're, I mean, again, if you don't feel Dead Space is worth 70 bucks the way that they did it, then obviously please don't buy it. I, I'm in the bag because, well, I love Dead Space, um, and that, that's a full-on remake. That's like a, a full-on remake. So I, I'm going to pay the 70 bucks, and I don't have a problem. I'm going to pay 70 bucks to God of War. I have no problem with that. God of War is gonna, apparently is going to be a 40-hour campaign. Yes, please. Um, I'll take it. Um, but look, at the end of the day, you spend the money how you want to spend it. 
we know that Microsoft is making gaming more affordable, whereas Sony is not. Uh, and that is a that is a proven fact. That's not uh, a fandom opinion. The writing is on the wall. We've seen what Sony continues to do, and they will continue to rake you over the coals if you let them. Uh, I think Umber brought up a great point when Microsoft tried to double the price of of uh, Xbox Live Gold. We all took took up arms with the torches and the pitchforks, and they changed it within 24 hours. Uh, and uh, that's because we spoke out as a unified group of gamers saying that this isn't right. Uh, unfortunately, Sony only listens to their most diehard fans, which is why there's a diamond tier of only, uh, you know, of their new PlayStation uh, Stars program, which is, in, from its inception, sounds very fugazi. But again, this is why they're not talking about it, because it's nothing much to talk about. Um, but listen, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for your Tuesday edition of the Xbox Factor podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. We're going to get to outros. I want to thank the near 500 people. We missed it by a pinch, and that is pretty awesome. We're growing the channel. Hopefully, there are a lot of new folks here that enjoyed the conversation that you consider subscribing to the channel. Hopefully, you will subscribe to everyone on this panel. So let's break down how you can do that. We'll start first with... Daniel McGee, sell your brand, brother. Talk about your YouTube channel that just crossed 500 subscribers. Now you're on the hunt for the additional 500, and that's going to take not a lot of work because, quite frankly, your work well, is really, really good. Uh, talk about it. Tell people where they can go and subscribe, and more importantly, reach out to you and strike up conversation on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually, first I want to just add one thing to the to the previous conversation real fast, sure. is that... Uh, it's something that I know that we've all heard over and over and over again uh, during the last generation was like, all Xbox has is, is Halo, Gears, and Forza. And we were hearing that while they were releasing new titles in those franchises. Meanwhile, over on the PlayStation side of things, they are they have given you literally the same game three times. And they're doing it again and again. Like, we've already had Death Stranding twice. We've already had Ghost of Tsushima twice. We've had Spider-Man twice. We've had... Uh, now we're getting Horizon twice. We got Last of Us Part One three times. Like it's just it just keeps happening, and it's like I don't know where's that same energy. It's it's just something that's been bothering me. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at Daniel J McG, uh, or on YouTube at Daniel McG. That's Daniel M C G. Uh, we yeah, like like Boom said, we just crossed five hundred. We're on that climb to one k. It's just you know it's just it's just double what I've done so far so i'm sure it'll be super easy <laughs> uh but yeah come on by we're uh we're working on a lot of working on a lot of projects over there uh and i i know you'll find something you like and you certainly will he has both long long content uh and, and short content i me personally i love listening to the long uh content because as i'm cleaning or doing stuff around or i'm on a long drive or whatever I get a chance to sit back and enjoy it. And like I said, his last video about how Sony is literally killing themselves is well done, well thought out. A lot of great points. Definitely go check that out. Shout out to Bunty in the chat. He says, boom, I'm trying to keep up with all of your shows with my busy schedule, but I got to say it helps uh, on my work days. Well, I'm happy to hear that. And thank you for the constant support with, of course, your listens and likes and shares. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, uh, N64 Josh, or should I say TikTok Josh? Why don't you sell your brand, brother? Talk about what you got going on. 
your, uh, you, you got an announcement for your Nintendo coverage. And more importantly, where could people reach out to you on social media? So I'm N64Josh everywhere. And uh, I'm now I'm now full-time content creator. So that means the Nintendo PowerCast is happening seven days a week there are there are new shows sometimes two shows a day depending on depending on what's going on so uh going very strong over there i do have something in the works for content creators so stay tuned for that if you're if you're interested it's not only going to be a a course that's going to help creators but it's going to be something that you can immediately help monetize your channel with and so I'm I'm very very excited about this and and the future. So connect with me on on Twitter if you want some more details on that. And uh, again, check out the Nintendo Powercast everywhere. I'm just about to close the uh, close hit the four thousand mark on YouTube uh, YouTube.com/slash/n64josh. So um, it's been a long time coming. I've got over two thousand videos on there, and. Wow. Uh, um, yeah, I've been I've been very busy. That's in five years, about two thousand videos. So we're 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 rocking and rolling. So, um, loving loving creating content, loving hanging out with you guys. I really hope I can get Umbra to uh, to read me a bedtime story tonight in that uh, with that accent, and uh, it'll be that'll be amazing. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I, 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 I go to sleep now. Everything <laughs> will be alright in the morning. I love it. That's good stuff. I love how he lowers the voice. <laughs> That, that's he, he turns it down to like two or three. Just kind of tickles really the eardrum a little bit. It's, it's the whisper. It. Yeah. It's the whisper. I love it. There's your eyes, Josh. Everything. Uh, shout, shout out to X Atticus. Uh, drops a two dollar super chat and says they're doing it to co- coincide with the TV show. Yeah, absolutely. This, I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? People are gonna watch the show. Maybe they're not. Uh, maybe they're new to PlayStation and they see that and and that that they are then inclined to uh buy the game it makes it does make sense but it, the game is only five years old I, I i don't know but uh so your brand um um infinite umbra obviously you are part of an incredible xbox uh podcast that happens friday evenings with jedi peter and doom cutie and of course risk it for the biscuit as well as yourself talk about that where can people reach out to you on social media and more importantly what else you got going on boy I want to thank you, Ben, for once again bringing me to the show. <laughs> Danny, appreciate your takes, brother. Congratulations on 500. Josh. Thank, thanks, Jim. Josh. Yeah, baby. Con- congratulations on 4,000, 5,000, 6,000. All the thousands. All <laughs> of them. Stop. All of them. All the, All thousands. the thousands. I love it. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Congratulations, guys. And hey, I want to thank the chat. You all have been great. Thank you all for all the love and, and support that you all keep bringing through. And boom, man, you're the marathon man now, man. You, we got to give you love and credit for keeping up with this. Now with five shows a week. My brother, how are you going to ever play games? Oh, I, I find a way. I always find, find a way. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, life finds a way. Absolutely. Life finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you guys uh, you know, for your great takes and everything like that. Of course, you can find me on Twitter under Umbra Infinite or M- Infinite Umbra. You will find me either way. And of course, on Fridays on Xbox Infinite, my podcast <clears throat> on Fridays at eight o'clock Eastern. And the one course, that was stolen. Yeah, right. absolutely. But yeah, exactly. And of course, here on Xbox Factor on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern. And uh, keep coming, coming by and supporting us. So I'm going to send Jim Ryan, you, you, you guys, way. And you don't, you don't want him. 
Hi. You don't want me. If you no, hear, I don't think anybody wants Jim, to be honest with this, you. You hear this voice. It's the last thing you'll ever hear. A nice whisper. Well, listen, uh, thank you so much for everyone being here. A big shout out to nearly, again, five, nearly 500 people here. Uh, shout out to everyone that didn't get a chance to actually welcome in. Obviously, K. Asante's there, Cami28, X, UK Lad. Uh, thank you so much for the incredible support. Balatone, thank you for being here. Um, obviously, uh, we're going to be back at this tomorrow evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Randall Thor. Or in many cases, Randall Pony. We're going to hear what he has to say <laughs> about what's going on with Stadia, who's to blame. And of course, we're going to talk about what Herman Holtz had to say today. And uh, folks, it's Ooh. not what you expected. Uh, yeah, he's um, he was dropping it like it was hot, but he was not giving the Sony diehards what they wanted. And I think there's going to be a lot of blowback from that. Tune in tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Mr. Boomstick XL. This is the Xbox oh, Factor podcast. Boom. Before you sign off. Yes. So you got Randall Thor coming tomorrow. That is correct, sir. Yes. Got to be there for that because Rand is my shot town uh, homie. I got to be there. Yeah, yeah Rand, I love Randall Thor. I actually was going to try. I tried to get him on today's show, but he said Mondays yeah. and Tuesdays are tough for him. Yeah. So I said, how does Wednesday look? And he gave me the thumbs up. So, yes, he'll be there tomorrow Perfect. night with uh, the crew over at Primetime Gaming. Uh, looking forward to that conversation. But, of course... For Daniel McGee, N64 Josh, Infinite Umbra, and the rest of the crew for the Xbox Factor podcast, we thank you so much for the support. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show with something, folks, that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you, and that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated, and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.